The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, December 18th. That sounds right. And uh, it's time to review the uh, insanity that was the Raiders and Chargers matchup on Thursday night. The final Thursday night game of the season. That means this is the final Thursday night recap of the year. John Breach, Ryan Wilson, how excited are you that we don't have to recap Thursday night in any form or fashion for the rest of the season, rest of the regular season? It was a uh, nice surprise for me. I didn't know about it until about 5 p.m. on Thursday. It's like, oh, this is the last Thursday night game. Let's make sure it's a barn burner. Yeah, because uh, we have a Friday. So here's the oh, sorry. Breach, we have a Christmas Day game, so it's a nice trade off. We lose the Thursday, but now we have Christmas Day football. We're not going to be talking to our families. Me, Brinson, and Wilson are celebrating Christmas together on Zoom. We got each other presents, and we're going to dress up like elves. That's my understanding. That is incorrect. You have oh. incorrectly identified the schedule. Well, then I think Debo sent me an email about this elf thing, so I had to humiliate myself. Yeah, he wanted you to dress up like an elf, so you'd look like an idiot on Zoom. We're supposed to dress up like reindeer. Uh, so here's the plan for next week. Uh, normal schedule, except Ryan is going to fill in with Brady Quinn. And uh, then we're not going to recap on Friday the, the Christmas game. We're going to put it together with the two Saturday games, or three Saturday games, I guess it is. And we will recap all those on Saturday night, the 26th. Um, and then of course everything will be normal going into week 17. So really not a whole lot changes from the podcast perspective. Um, yes, right. Question, uh, or maybe this is for Debo. Are we recapping Saturday night, the 19th after the two games on the Saturday? We are. Okay. I Wait, hope I Saturday night for week 15. Tonight, it is currently Friday. Tomorrow night on Saturday night, we will be doing a podcast recapping the two games. Woot, woot. Big trust. Breach looks shocked. <laughs> Look at Breach's face. No more dressing like Santa Claus or Breach on oh boy. Uh, the 19th. I will. Right, so let's get into it though. 30 to 27, the final in overtime. The Chargers beat the Raiders, uh, effectively snuffing out Las Vegas's playoff hopes. They are now 7-7. Uh, the Chargers, unfortunately for Chargers fans, all 17 of them, are probably now that much closer to keeping Anthony Lynn. As a result, they moved to five and nine. Justin Herbert was fantastic again. I don't know what else you can say about this kid. He was awesome. Unfortunately, 
Uh, and we'll, for reasons we'll get into, uh, Anthony Lynn continues to defy basic football logic by like putting a, like not letting his quarterback loose. Uh, by the but, way, quickly before you go on, I know something I can say about Justin Herbert. I'm sorry. Yeah, I is it time to I, apologize and just say I apologize start? every week to Justin? I go about me. Like I won't admit it to Pete. Oh, okay. I know people yeah. won't listen to this podcast, so I'm willing to admit that I, I think I'm probably wrong about Justin Herbert. All right, go ahead. I just want to get that in. All right, but before we get there, uh, look, the bigger story was an injury that could change dramatically change the outcome of uh, I don't know, nothing. A division, <laughs> and that leads me to bring up a bold prediction from the past. The Cowboys will be three and three if not that one. They didn't have a pass tonight. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually thinking, <laughs> is that Marcus Mariota is going to go to the Vegas, take over the job from Derek Carr? I talk about that every day. But the bold prediction, and hopefully the Raiders trade for AJ Clyde. But if they don't, Marcus Mariota <laughs> is going to take over the job and lead the Raiders to the playoffs. Wow! Now that was from March twenty fourth, two thousand and twenty. I mean, like seven days into the pandemic. Yes, Preach. Oh, I just want to say something real quick. If you go to AJ Klein before I finish saying this. <laughs> okay, okay. I won't go to AJ Klein yet. We'll get to that, Preach. <laughs> that was March 24th, 2020, like seven days into the pandemic. Everything had just shut down in like the last seven days. We were doing the Pick 6 Podcast Daily Show. That was Wilson. We were doing bold predictions. And uh, Wilson's bold prediction was that age, that Marcus Mariota would take over the Las Vegas Raiders starting quarterback job. Here we are, fast forward uh, nine months, nine months, almost al- almost a full nine months uh, to the week. And I'm going to have to have a baby. That's right. Old gestation for Marcus Mariota. And well, let's not celebrate it. <laughs> Derek Carr tore his wiener. Uh, he suffered a groin pull, uh, clearly a groin pull, and he was ruled out quickly. You could tell as soon as it happened, like, like this podcast is not a, Pro Derek Carr podcast, but this sucked. I mean, he was having a really good year. He was playing really well in John Gruden's system. He's probably done for the year would be my guess right now, based on how quickly they ruled him out. I'm not a doctor. I would be surprised if he comes back if they're seven and seven and he has muscles torn off his groin, right? Yeah, we don't know the severity of it, but I will give you credit for getting the groin pull right since he grabbed his groin as he fell down and rolled off the field. I mean, thank Thank you. He didn't roll off the field. He was, he was scrambling to the right near the red zone and went, and you could just see it. He just, that's it. I've never ripped a tendon off my groin, but that was the look of a man who had had muscle, muscles detached from his groin area. He knew that his week was over and his season was over. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, it's worth wondering without, you know, getting all discussion about the contract is his career as a, as a, as a Raiders quarterback over because Marcus Mariota looked pretty good out there, right? He did. And I was happy to see it. And I had totally forgotten about the bowl prediction until breach reminded me uh, with the text message there as soon as he came in. And then he made that fantastic throw to Darren Waller for the touchdown, made a bunch of really good throws. He, you forget how good of an athlete he is and, and how um, I remember in the offseason I wanted the Steelers to sign him. I feel like right now, he would be the, the cure to their running game. But uh, he did have some mistakes. He had the, the interception, which, which he threw behind Zay Jones. It wasn't clear if Zay Jones was supposed to sit down or keep going. But either way, I think Chris Harris intercepted it. But Marcus Mar- Mariota's athleticism saved the play. He made the tackle at the 25-yard line. I think eventually uh, Money Badger, worst name ever, honked the kick. Um, and then he made a, a throw in overtime that should have been intercepted. But um, it, it was dropped again, I think, by Hayward maybe. 
But yeah, there was a lot to like. I can't fault him too much about it for the couple bad throws. There was no preseason. He'd taken like five snaps the whole year. He came in there and just started dealing. And um, he very much gave the Raiders a chance to win that game. Uh, but clearly, uh, it didn't go. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think you can really fault him all. This is the first time he's thrown more than one pass in a game since <laughs> October 2019. So it had been over a year. As you said, there's no preseason. So you're just kind of throw him into the fire. The whole Derek Carr thing happened so quickly. And, you know, you see your starting quarterback gets injured, somebody who rarely – hasn't missed any time all season, you might think, hey, he can come back out. They were even saying on the broadcast, uh, Troy Aikman's like, this is a little weird. Marcus Mariota hasn't started warming up. So if he's going in, it seems a a little, little weird, especially since he hasn't played football in a year. And he went out and he just was a baller. I mean, I was shocked at how well he played. And I will say in his defense, his last probably year and a half of the Titans, he was never fully healthy. And, you know, there were times earlier this year where Nathan Peterman was the Raiders backup quarterback, because I think John Gruden didn't think Mariota was fully healthy. And then all of a sudden, you know, we saw what he can do when he is fully healthy. He brings this extra, he can run the ball. He brings the mobility. He brings that extra dynamic skill set that you really need in today's game that, you know, you're Lamar Jackson, you're Kyler Murray, you're Russell Wilson. Uh, and you know, who knows? Maybe next game he flops because, you know, the Chargers did, weren't watching film of Mario that they went in there, totally surprised them. So who knows if this will carry over to next week. But for this one game, I think if you're Gruden, you're like, all right, well, now we can see over the next two weeks how good this guy is because we gave him a lot of money. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I think the thing with Mariota, and this sort of goes under the radar sometimes is that a quarterback, uh, and this works both college, pro, you know, whatever level, um, you know, you come in post injury and you just sort of jump in there and the adrenaline of replacing a guy and the lack of preparation for maybe the different characteristics. Cause Mariota is definitely a better runner than Derek Carr. Uh, you know, he's like a faster, more athletic, uh, more accurate, uh, Derek Carr who wears less mascara. Um, you know, he, he was, <laughs> sorry, that was unnecessary. Um, but he was he, like, John Gruden was calling plays that were just like designed to utilize his legs throughout the entire game. And that changes how the defense is going to play. The Chargers clearly had no answer for him. The move in hindsight, honestly, when Derek Carr went down was to live bet the over and it barely got there, but still like the way Mariota was playing and the way that Gruden was using him and how aggressive Gruden was on fourth downs, clearly they were going to score a bunch of points. And um I don't know. I, th- this, really muddies the waters for Las Vegas. I thought Derek Carr had played well enough where, you know, Josina Anderson's out there tweeting Darren Carr, like, oh, where are the people who said your brother would be gone after this year? Like, he wasn't going to be gone. He was sticking around. There's no way the Raiders were going to get rid of Derek Carr this offseason. He was he was going to be their quarterback for 2021, and then maybe you draft somebody, maybe you figure it out. But he wasn't going to be cut this offseason or traded. And now I think... I mean, look, we'll see how severe this injury is, but if you could have Marcus Mariota for $10 million next year and you think you can operate your offense, that that's basically the equivalent of having a rookie quarterback on a one-year deal. I mean, except he's more experienced. It's a pretty here's, valuable concept. And Derek Carr's dead cap is only $2.5 million. That's one right. part of it. So, I mean, and he's only making $19 million. Uh, the other part, as Breach noted, is that Mariota struggled to stay healthy. So, yeah, you can roll with Mariota, who only have one year left on his deal. If plan B is Nathan Peterman, then that's not a plan B. Uh, I'm bringing Derek Carr back. He's only going to be 30. I bring them both back. They're both cheap. 
19 million plus 10 million. That's 29 million dollars for two guys. Well, I, I have no problem. Are you, are you saying bring back Mariota as a starter and Derek Carr is no, the- bring back Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr is the starter. As you point out, he played well this year. I don't think Mariota, Mariota had a great yeah, game. I, I see. I feel like tonight was a, is a, I think Breach made another good point. Let's see what happens in the next two weeks. Cause a lot of times these guys are red hot and then they come back to earth. Pretty quick. Like the, Char- the Chargers did zero prep work for a quarterback who can run. They were not. I, ready. I hate to break it to you. The Chargers did zero prep work in the sense. Oh. <laughs> the Chargers did <laughs> period zero prep work. <laughs> full stop. Um, I mean, Derek Carr. Derek Carr could run the ball perfectly fine. He was he was running. Well, I guess he. Well, also I'll give you two fun facts real quick. Number one, Mario finished with eighty-eight rushing yards. Derek Carr's career high fifty-eight, and Mario didn't even start the game. Uh, fun fact number two. Mario is the first QB to throw for 200 or more yards and rush for 75 or more yards in a game he did not start. That is a fun fact. I don't know. I look. I'm not trying to bury Derek Carr. That's. But I mean, I've been trying think, to do that for like five years. No, but I mean, I just think that I don't. I think that Gruden, John Gruden, had gotten to a place where he's like, all right, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of happy. You know, like I'm kind of happy with Derek Carr, and this will work, even though this didn't doesn't give you the upside. Mike Mayock loves Marcus Mariota. Yeah, but if they loved Marcus Mariota and were like, yeah, Luke Gorman on Derek Carr, he would have been out a while ago, is my feeling. He's played too well. I mean, they were seven and six coming into this game. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, but they were, I mean, they were, they were playing really well up until the last four games and their offense had been sputtering. But now it's, it's a no brainer to play Mariota the next two weeks, right? No matter what Carr's health situation is, because like, there's no reason to risk his health further. And then also you can see, what you have in Mariota. The only reason you wouldn't is if there are contractual escalators beyond that first game. But I believe he's already activated everything, right? So if he played, if he played more than 60%, 60% of snaps in a single game, he unlocks, he turns his salary next year into $10 million. You kind of got to make a decision now. Like you can't bring them both back if his salary is $10 million. Why? It's 29 million total. Who cares? That's cheaper than Kirk Cousins. 19 million. His base salary, really? All right. Base salary is nineteen million in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Crazy. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think this is an interesting couple of weeks for the future of the Raiders at, at the quarterback position. Because their bigger concern is if they keep one of those guys, they should make him a safety because their defense sucks. Oh, their defense is awful, awful. I mean, they can't stop anybody. What do you think Paul Gunther was thinking watching this game? It's like, it ain't my fault, bro. <laughs> if I have fun, Rod. He's our winner. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a good winner. He's still a winner. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll actually talk about the game. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so the game itself, again, you know, the Derek Carr injury, huge. Uh, it's pretty rare for a primetime game like this to where you suffer, where a quarterback in the playoff hunt suffers an injury that potentially could knock him out for more than just the second half of the game, and you come away from the game. Like, by the end of the game, I wasn't even thinking about Derek Carr. I was thinking about how annoying Anthony Lynn is and how terrible at his job he is. I cannot fathom a world in which you have to root for Anthony Lynn. Like, what am I doing betting on Anthony Lynn? I can't believe they covered. I can't believe they won the game. He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no earthly idea how to functionally operate as a head coach on the sidelines. And it it's hard. I get it. It's a really hard job. But all you have to do is find a 15-year-old who has a copy of Madden and hire him, give him a headset, and let him tell you when to call timeout, when not to run the damn ball on set. Like, like Justin Herbert is carving up this Raiders defense. They can they have no answer for him. He finished 22 or 32. He threw one pass, attempted one pass in the entire fourth quarter. What are you doing? Did he complete it? I don't know. Wow. No, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. He did not complete it. And there just, you go. just to be clear, uh, the Chargers had the ball twice in the fourth quarter. So this isn't like a situation where the Raiders had the ball the whole quarter and the, the Chargers ran. And it's not like they were did a three and 42 out. to seven. I mean, it's a close game. What are you doing? They ran 10 plays and yeah, your quarterback's going nuts. And the Raiders have no one who can stop him. And you call one pass play. And not just that. We can go on about Anthony Lynn. He also didn't know when to use his timeout in overtime. Oh, my God. Uh, he, the, finally, he, he finally used it. He used it at the 25-second <laughs> mark like, when 15 seconds had already run off the play but clock. he did like, use what, it. What, what, and then he iced his own kicker uh, earlier in the game in the, on the second field goal for Badgley. The, uh, do, 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 I think it was 51 yards. No, the, yeah. yeah, the first one was 46. In his defense. Well, yeah, he iced him on the 46, right? No, he asked him on the 51 yarder. Okay. So Badgley misses the 46. And then the, the, the ensuing set of downs that set of the 51 yard field goal, they had like, I think it was like, uh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The 46 yarder is when they couldn't decide whether it was a 46 or 47. It ended up being a 47 yarder because the snapper couldn't decide where he wanted to stand. And that whole thing was what, like, how do you mess that up? Seven yards behind the center, put your knee down, catch the ball, let him kick it. Did Anthony, has Anthony Lynn still got his hands real knuckle deep in, uh, special teams? Is that, is that happening this week? Uh, apparently, and he said on the second one, he called a timeout because he wanted to give his field goal team time to get situated. He waited until the end. They were looking over there like, should we go? Should we go? Are we going? What's going on? Like, it's, if you're playing golf, what's that? It's It's infuriating. infuriating. But if you're playing golf with a buddy and he's got a huge putt, you know, like you're, like you're on the same team, like, Anthony Lynn has to help out Mike Badgley. You don't. You don't go up and pass him like, all right, what do you think? You're break? Like, like you got to, you got to, you got to kind of feel the, read the room. You're a coach. Clearly bad. It's, it's, it's like yelling in your, in your buddy's backswing on the putt. Yeah. For a six footer. Hey, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm away. I'll putt first. It's like, what are you, what, what are you doing? Why are you calling timeout? Let me get up here and get my rhythm. You're freaking me out, Anthony. 
Andy um, Lynn is is basically Pete Prisco when he's your golf partner. Because doesn't Pete? I remember Pete telling me he wanted you to lose while you guys were partners just because he didn't like you. That's correct. I've, t- I've told that story before. All right, so I'm I'm trying to find the. While you tell uh, that story, I will continue talking about. It. Here's the thing that is confuses sure. me about when I see Anthony Lynn and, and coaches like him do the things they do that make us all crazy is that every single. Uh, thing that NFL teams do is so incredibly regimented from the front office, from how they scout players, from how they sign players, from how they work out players, from how they game plan, that it just defies common sense and logic that you wouldn't have a plan for when to use timeouts, how to utilize the clock properly. And it's not just Anthony Lynn. We were yelling about Andy Reid doing that for 25 years. It's just now that he's, uh, you know, got 25 Hall of Famers, it's a little easier, but there's much uh, less leeway for coaches who don't have those type of playmakers, and it shows up time and time again, and I would guesstimate off the top of my head, wins over Wilson, that uh, not very easily, but the Chargers could have eight wins right now. They're five and nine. Easily. They have nine of ten. They're, they're a playoff team with a better. <laughs> I don't right, think so, so Let me just say this real quick, because yeah. you're saying they could have ten wins. The Chargers have played four divisional games this year. Every single one of those games came down to the very last play. They lost to the Chiefs the on a 58-yard field goal in overtime. They lost to the Broncos on that untimed down where Drew Locke threw a touchdown pass. And then they, they're lost to the Raiders in week nine. Herbert threw the touchdown pass that they reviewed and then overturned. Our and hand. then tonight's game. So you're talking about just a completely bonkers divisional schedule. They could have won all of those games. And if they do, you know, it's like you said, Ryan, they easily could have won 10 games. Tonight was their first divisional win since December of 2018. <laughs> what, what are we doing? So here, here, here's, here's the sort of the sequence that, that drives me nuts. Uh, Marcus Mariota uh, makes a great running play in to score a rushing touchdown and tie it up at 24 all. Um, Herbert, Austin Eckler makes, runs for 30 yards. Herbert runs uh, left for 12 yards. And they set it up, and they got first and 10 uh, at the Las Vegas 36. So they run Kalen Balazs off the right side, second and four. And then they run, they set up, they do this stupid draw with Austin Eckler. And they line up in it, and you, you look at it, you're like, oh, my God, these a-holes are going to run a draw. Ah. And if I'm sitting at home, like, lamenting the draw, you know who else is probably seeing the draw? The professional football coaches on the other side. And sure enough, they run a draw with Eckler up the middle. It gets stuffed. He gets for two yards. It's third and two. Herbert passing complete. Badgley misses the 47-yard field goal. Like, on the, again, on second and four, with that amount of time left, you got to give Herbert a couple of throws. They should have gone for it anyway. Well, and that's the thing, Brinson, is that they played it. If you're not letting your quarterback throw, it's like you're trying to run out the clock and take the field goal. There was six minutes left. You're not running out the clock right. and kicking the field goal. The Raiders had all three of their timeouts. What are you thinking? Right. This is not the end of the game. Your defense sucks. They're <laughs> moving the ball at will on you. You have to go get a touchdown and win this game. So they played for a field goal with six minutes left, uh, which is infuriating. The, the, yeah, they missed the field goal. The Raiders promptly march down the field. They're about to get in the red zone, and then Mariota shorts a pass uh, to uh, Zay Jones. Chris Harris picks it off, and they're lucky that Mariota was in the game, the, the Raiders, because Derek Carr ain't catching him. Chris <laughs> Harris is blitzing down the right side. Mariota manages to tackle him, uh, and that's the two-minute warning. So then they have first and 10 at the Vegas 33. They run Austin Eckler up the middle. He gets three yards. Timeout Vegas. Then they run Austin Eckler up the middle again, or left left side. Timeout Las Vegas. And then on third and two, they do the obvious thing. 
It's like everybody in the world knows, okay, you gotta, you, you want to keep the clock moving, but you need to use Herbert's legs. Except the Raiders know that too, man. They're going to bring the heat. If you give Herbert three quick short passing looks and let him pick one that's open, he's completing it. It might jailbreak for a touchdown. Your worst case is you're going to have a short field goal. You're going to win the game. He's sacked. Badgley misses the 51 yard field goal. And, and then that's how, um, oh. Yeah. yeah. If there's no sack there and it's an incomplete pass, you're trying a 43 yard field goal instead. Right. I know Badgley is not good this year, but that, he's probably making a 43 yard field goal. Yes. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> okay, what do, you, what do you think the Los Angeles Chargers record was in 2018 without looking? I I, I know because they went to the playoffs. Wait, yeah, uh, ten and six. Twelve and four. They went twelve and four with Anthony Lynn. Second year, his first year, he was nine and seven. Last year, five and eleven. Now they're they're five and nine. Well, you heard him like earlier this year. He's like, you know, we've had a lot of success here. It's like, eh, let's settle down. But Remember, the thing were, is, were, they, everyone was picking them to beat the. That's how I got this stupid doll. Everyone he is, was picking them to beat the uh, the the Patriots in. How Fox. dare you call that doll stupid? He's thirty-one and thirty-one as the Chargers coach. That's After perfect. two winning seasons, he's had two. You good. have to fire him. It's not my call. Would you fire him? I need more from a coach. I'll just put it that way. I mean, here, right, let's go if, through if, if he's, if, if he looks like Matt Patricia, are you firing him? <laughs> no, if he looks like he does and calls me a slob, I would fire him. Yes. <laughs> I, I just think, I think the problem for Anthony, the problem for the Chargers is who one, ownership is, ownership is a disaster. They suck. They've always sucked. That's the reason there's a reason the Chargers suck. Uh, two, Anthony Lynn is a good man. By all accounts, beloved in the locker room, does a ton of work off the field, charitable work. And I mean, they don't want to fire somebody that the team loves and, and all of that, but he's a bad football coach. Who, who, like, who would you bring in? Eric Bianami. Yeah, but he can't bring him in for every job. So let's say he's off the. Uh, well, if I'm Eric Bianami, I'm he taking a charge job. He's a former yeah, charger. I, I'm that's taking, a, that's I'm 100% job, right? taking the, the charger stop if I'm Eric. The well, best job and it's not close. I think that's right. Herbert in his second year, Herbert, the way he's played in the second year on a rookie deal with a competent offensive line, our boy Dan Feeney, friend of the podcast. Um, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry is on a franchise tag, so maybe he's not back, but Joey Bosa signed. I mean, Derwin James coming back. Yeah, it's the best job. I mean, you got to play in. You know, Mahomes division, but and and the enemy didn't just play for the Chargers; he was drafted by them. Yeah, I think I think if he got a char- offered the Chargers job, he would take it. I hate the idea that like, could look, there are not many black coaches right now, and not many black personnel guys. And again, Anthony, I can't stress this enough: Anthony Lynn is a good person. So you hate the idea that like you you fire another one, and like you don't you know it, it's not good for the coaching cycle. But I mean, he's he's just sucks at the in game coaching stuff. He's awful. Yeah, and that's not exclusive to Anthony Lynn. Like I said, we were saying about Andy Reid until he started winning games. We said about everyone except Belichick, basically. Anthony Lynn's pretty bad, man. No, he's he's not great. Don't get I mean, me wrong. I feel like we have this conversation every week about the Chargers doing something stupid. Yeah. I'm not making excuses for Anthony staff. Lynn. I'm not making excuses for Anthony Lynn. But I, a lot of saying, people, a lot of people danced on Philip Rivers' grave when he left, blamed him for all the problems with the Chargers last year. He sucked last year. That sure. had nothing. That had nothing to do with Anthony Lynn and everything to do with Philip Rivers. Suck. Well, Philip Rivers are fine now with a good coaching staff. He's better. And the Chargers yeah, still and, suck. Uh, if Justin Herbert's better than Rivers, they're four and nine. Yeah. Why? How are you? How are you five and nine with Justin Herbert playing like this? 
There are no – I mean, Breach laid out how you lost all those games you shouldn't have lost. They should not have lost to the Chiefs. And I say that solely as a Steelers fan. Well, and the funny thing is that many of their wins were miraculous. Go back to week one against the Bengals. Play the clip, Renton. Play the clip. <laughs> he missed. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a if Mr. Pulled... And there is complete elation. If, you know, if he misses that, that's a loss right there. They barely beat the Jets. They only beat the Jets by six points. And then obviously that Falcons game, Ryan, Matt Ryan melted down uh, with four minutes left in the Andy game. Andy Lynn was coaching with six minutes left. Like there was 35 seconds left and the Raiders had one timeout and the game was tied. He yes. doesn't understand the fundamental aspects of coaching football in like as a head coach. I think he's a very good coach of football. But in terms of a game manager, and that's a big freaking deal for head coaches. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know it's not even like the the hidden part of the game. It's quite obvious that that's an important part of the game that you need to master. And if you can't master it, and I say it all the time, wherever you're located, in this case Los Angeles, go to UCLA, go to USC. There are millions of colleges in the, in the area. You can find some smart kids that are stats majors that can help you. Solve all your problems. But, you can um, find somebody so cool. fast and just give them a headset and a microphone and be like, listen, I want you to tell me when we go on fourth down. Like, it's like the hey, – here, Here's the fourth down. And this is what the first decision he made that really blew my mind when he kicked a 22-yard field goal in the first half. Your team is 4-9. You are out of the playoff hunt. All you are here to do is win games. You have a fourth and goal from the other team's other four-yard line, and it's only 10-7. It's not like if it's a three-point game with 30 seconds left and you want to send it to overtime, whatever. Uh, But go for the touchdown here. It is the first half. There's plenty of football left. You should never – if your team sucks, you send out your offense and you go for it on fourth and goal from the four-yard line. You do not kick a 22-yard field goal, which was, uh, what, the only one Michael Badgley made? The uh, so the Raiders outgained the Chargers, four forty nine to four hundred two. But the Chargers averaged six point five yards per play to the Raiders six point zero. The way that that game ended at halftime, when when you got to half, and it was seventeen uh, ten, Chargers, and Anthony Lynn did one good thing and called timeouts. Everybody's like, "Oh, what is he doing? Why is he calling timeouts just to run the football three times?" But he called timeouts and let Herbert take shots down the field. And they have a 17-10 lead. Their backup quarterbacks in, man. You're getting the ball. Be aggressive and blow this team out. They are reeling. They're backpedaling. Throw a jab. Throw a haymaker and get out of there with the mm-hmm. win. And he just didn't know. He like went conservative in the second half. It's crazy. Don't ever bet on Anthony Land or the Chargers again. Oh, gross. Huh. All right. Anything else? I mean, neither of these teams are going to the playoffs, right? We're done. Who was the worst coach in that game? Gruden or Anthony Lynn? Oh, Anthony Lynn by far. Yeah, he won. What did Gruden do, did Gruden do that was so bad? Uh, well, I mean, that end of the drive touchdown, end of the half touchdown, you were just talking about the Chargers. Uh, Gruden basically just punted on that possession. He, like, they took over with a I think he thought Lynn was going to run the ball three times. <laughs> but you have, you have Mariota who's been going up and down the field. He'd been so good, and you had a minute 52 to work with, and instead you run that draw on first down. Uh, so you're you're letting the clock tick, letting the clock tick. You don't run your next play until a minute 20. By then, it's pretty clear you're not trying to do anything. Why are you just giving the ball back to the Chargers when you have all the time? You should be the one going down trying to score. Uh, that was insanity that they let that happen. Uh, there were just uh, – and also, 
He challenged the two yard gain, which is fine because he won the challenge. But then guess what? Like five plays later, they had the, the incomplete where Guyton almost caught it. And then Mullen just took it away from him in the end zone. It was called incomplete. You're challenging a two yard gain. Challenge that because if out. you he win that, that was, that was bad. That was really bad. He was you might get the interception. No, I, I thought it was close. I thought they might have changed it to he an interception. I would have challenged the two yard thing. I get that, but he was the out. Two yard challenge was. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're just yeah. sort of, Trayvon Mullen was out of bounds. It was a good play. The, the, sadly for Trayvon Mullen, one of the few good plays he had. He, he had well, yeah, but the, that, the it's fine. There. Like they, they made a mistake. The officials do it all the time. Don't just because something's like there's no leverage to. Ch- it's first down and it's second and eight. Just don't challenge it. No, I'm talking about the end zone one. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. That's fine. Yeah, I would challenge it. Well, that's why you're sitting in a basement with a little tiny Christmas tree behind you. Jeez. Christmas tree. This is forced perspective. It's actually eight feet high, Wilson. <laughs> uh, well played. Hey, so, uh, randomly as we get out of here, the, the Rams, the other LA team faces the Jets. Do you think if Aaron Donald's name was Aaron Darnold, he would suck? Well, I've been thinking about that because yeah. I heard, I heard Sam Darnold say that he's looking forward to playing Aaron, Aaron Donald. Because Sam, the same. No, their names are different. Aaron Darnold would be a terrible football player. I thought you, I thought you were suggesting that Sam Darnold was being like, I can't wait to play Aaron Donald. Our names sound similar. No, they were just asking about him potentially getting sacked into Who wants to play Aaron Donald? Uh, he should have said, I would love to play Aaron Darnold. I don't want to play Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald is a terrible football player. I had one more thing to say about Gruden too. Okay. The Oakland hat. Well, the Oakland hat, but 2018, final six games, Raiders went two and four. Last year, final six games, one and five. This year, they're one and four right now. Ooh. And it would be 0 oh and five if not for a Hail Mary where Greg Williams called the worst possible defense in the history of football. So, I mean, you're looking at these end of season collapses where, you know, it happens once you say, uh, well, and they would have lost luck. the Jets in back to back seasons. Right. That 34 to three loss in 2019, which was part of that end of season collapse. We're looking at three years in a row of end of season collapses. Is that on John Gruden? Is that on Derek Carr? You know, we talk about firing Anthony Lynn. I know Florio wrote something today about how Gruden's never on the hot seat. And so really? well, just you never really hear his name. He and now your contract. Yeah, exactly. He's not on the hot okay, seat. Okay, but how many years do you get where Ken! you can he's, collapse? He's got, you can yeah. collapse at the end of every season and, and keep your he's job. Got, He's got seven more. Yes. And no, I, I would not fire Gruden. I would absolutely keep him at least next year. But if you have a fourth in a row of collapses, no, well, no. if he collapses again next year, you give him four collapses in a row and keep him. By the way, I love that John Breach is willing to hang with John Gruden. He ain't firing Zach Taylor for no reason. I'll give John Gruden three more weeks and we'll see how it goes. It's like, hey, Gruden's been there for three years. What do you need from this guy? It's like Zach no, Taylor's, just, Zach Taylor's won three games, bro. Well, Zach Taylor has the same arguments as Anthony Lynn. He's been in a bunch of one-score games that he's lost because of bad coaching. And so if you're <laughs> if not, you're the coach talking to the owner saying, look, I put these guys in a position to win, you throw your team under the bus and say it's not my fault. And that's, uh, you know, Zach Taylor and Anthony Lynn are, are the same person, except that Anthony Lynn beat him. Because Except Anthony Lynn with twelve and four in twenty eighteen. That's true. I, I don't. I don't buy into the. All right, so uh, you're here, Gruden. Um, it's, it's. Oh God, I thought Florida was wearing a, a, a buttoned up. Uh, you know, Sims does that thing where he buttons the top collar. It drives me nuts. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Florida is like the team has compiled records of four and twelve, seven and nine, and seven and six. So they're improving every year. 
what do you they don't have the personnel there right now. They, they their roster was barren and he stripped it down and got rid of Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper and that's yeah, on him. Their draft picks ain't exactly been slam dunks. Cleef Arrow uh, hasn't quite But that out. four and twelve record was worse than what Jack Del Rio did the year before, the six and ten. That's the oh that Caldwell Matt Patricia. Four team was the biggest it counts. No, I'm saying after the twelve and four, they went six and shot? ten. They went six and ten. What's that? Did you say rim shot? No, I said it counts. The twelve and four counts. The worst part of the Jack Del Rio thing is they made him announce the fact that he was getting fired and replaced. Oh, that, that was the two years before. 2012 was, was yeah. Um, I I just don't. What, I don't understand. Florio is just creating a a, a pain. Well, like, no, I was I wasn't going to bring it up until we see another end of like just. I'm telling you, you can't be collapsing at the end of every season. The reason so, he's on the hot seat is he's a ten year, one hundred million dollar contract. No, we agree. We agree with that. But where should, where should this team be next year? What should their record be next year? Um, I mean, I think you'd like to see them ten and six. Yeah, I was going to say nine wins. I mean, another... so if they're if they're six and ten or five and eleven, what's? I just don't. I, I just don't. You, he ain't Mark, getting fired, Mark, but there's yeah, you're not getting fired. rid of Gruden. You're, you're some, absolutely some... keeping him for at least two more years. But you need, if you're Mark Davis, you at least need to like think in your head. All right, there's got to be some sort of threshold here. I can't just keep him through the ten years because I have a man crush on John Gruden. I've got to say, all right, all right, if this guy fails me for two more years, I got to think about making a move. Yeah, it's like you you love the supermodel. You guys get married. You're not going to stick with her for ten years if three years in. She's cheating on you and, you know, she sucks and she, she's never home. You're going to be like, all right. I mean, he, like the, this Raiders team is, I, I feel like the Raiders have consistently gotten better since Gruden got there from it's where John, they it's started. John Gruden is not Zach Taylor. I would, I think you would expect more of a turnaround. They quicker. lost to the Falcons 43-6. They almost <laughs> lost to the Jets. Like they're not, they're getting what, worse. But yes. I, I mean, yeah, they're not playing well at the end of the season. I think, but I think that speaks to like coaching them up early. They've had a ton of injuries. I don't, I don't really get. Whoa, whoa. these are some. Sorry, Brenton defending the Raiders. I know. I just, I just don't he, think. Wait, there's... Whoa. You said he coached them up early, so that's like, oh, so he hasn't prepared for September, but they don't show up in December. Ah, good job, well, John. Well, nobody wants to bury the Raiders as much as I do. Yeah, I don't know. That's not like it. I just, I just think the idea that like talking about John Gruden being on the hot seat is asking. Coach him up early in the head injury. Seventy million dollars to go away and hire somebody else. What are you no, talking that about? No, Breach, Breach isn't saying that, but he is asking the question of what should we expect from a team that John Gruden won a Super Bowl. He was really good with the Raiders back in the nineties. All right, would do, would the Cowboys trade John Gruden for Mike McCarthy, or trade Mike McCarthy for John Gruden? The Cowboys yes. would, sure. Yes. Yeah, the, Ra- the, the Cowboys would. would do that deal in a second. The Cowboys yeah, no trade. Kidding. The Cowboys would trade Mike McCarthy for Anthony Lynn. <laughs> they would take Zach Taylor. The Cowboys yeah. would be three and three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. It's nine not- wins. <laughs> Don't forget the Raiders it. go nine and seven. That's Florio drawing up some. That is Florio clickbait. Yeah, he's not getting fired, but it is. But fair no, to Florio ask. didn't write about how horrible Gruden has been at the end of seasons. That's me adding to Florio's point to say that it is a valid point. That's that's you just look. You can't collapse at the end of every season. That's it. I I understand. I understand what the point of what Florio is saying, which is like this isn't a criticism of Gruden. It's curiosity about a football coaching unicorn. Um, he's like, you know, Anthony Lynn went 12 and 42 years ago. Many believe he'll be fired. There's like, there's an article in, um, a Rich Zemini of the Jets was writing about what will happen with the Jets and coaches. And so they're like, well, if Doug Peterson's fired by the Eagles, it's like he won a Super Bowl three years ago. 
You know what I mean? So, look, I get it. It's crazy. It is, it's, it is insane. But when you give a guy a 10 year, $100 million contract, you're committing to him for seven years. Bear man. That is how contracts work. <laughs> I just think you can't eat that deal. The Raiders aren't, the Raiders aren't the Cowboys. They aren't the richest franchise in the NFL. You are locked into John Gruden for seven years minimum. So if you give someone a five-year contract, are you locked in for three and a half? Boom, you got to keep Zach Taylor then. Yes. Got you there, man. A five-year deal for how much? Probably not 100 million. Probably not not 50 million dollars. Oh, it's, 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 no, it's, it's definitely not $50 million. It's probably no like getting breach. He didn't get $10 million a year to coach the Bengals. Yeah, but it's probably like 50 million. It feels like 50 million to Mike Brown because he's a cheapskate. Let's see. What is, we need to find out what Zach Taylor's contract is. Uh, Sean Wagner. Oh, here's one. Sean Wagner McGuff, February 4th, 2019. Bengals officially hired Zach Taylor as new coach the morning after the Rams Super Bowl stinker. That was a stinker. <laughs> Devo just banging the let's get out button. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find, I'm just trying to find what his contract is. So with the Raiders out of the playoffs, that means we've got eight teams for seven slots in the AFC. So that makes it more fun. Yep. All right. That's it. That's the show. Uh, Reminder, we will be recapping Saturday nights, uh, two Saturdays, two games on Saturday night. Of course, we'll have Sunday night's recap. Thanks for listening. As always, subscribe, rate, and review for John and Ryan. I will see you later. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I got to play. I'm going to play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 